Tisa hamoso huan, siamoso shahahian, diamoho hian, ramoso hohuan, deke moso huahahian, diamoho hian, ramoso kohohian, dehe kian, ramoso kohuan, diamoso shatanian, diamoso kohayan, ramohahian, demohohian, de demoso kohuan, demohohian, ramohahian, Saka moso kuan dramosa shatan. Dia moso koyan sata moso kian. Santa moso kuan dramosa shati. Santa moso kuan dramoso shatan. Dramoso huan dramoso koyan. Mosa kania moso shatan. Dia moso shata ya dramoso koyan shata. Haya moho yan dara moso koho ho yan. Dia moso shata moso kohua. Sashata moso kohua. Demo so ho yan. When it comes to any distraction, first think about yourself. And not just your thought life. Think about your emotions, your spirituality, your purpose, your ministry, your gifts, talents, everything about your identity when it comes to this word distraction. Think about your perseverance, your determination, the way how you are in a new life. Walking in the new, hearing in the new, seeing in the new, living in the new, perceiving in the new, living from kingdom's reality. When you think about the world distraction, think about how you are uniquely and wonderfully made. Think about before the foundation of the world, considering God's words concerning you. Because when it comes to distractions, we think about every person, place, and thing other than ourselves. But no place can rob you. No thing can rob you. No person can rob you because none of those things can stop you. So think about you because every distraction, it determines what you going to do, what you going to say, where you going to pay your attention to. What you going to speak into? How you going to speak into it? What's going to come across your mind? And don't wait for it to show up. When we think about distractions, we think about problems and interruptions. Things that are difficulty. Things that will cause me to trip up and trip out and wow out and slip up and choke up and be worried, confused, be stressed, depressed, anxious, overwhelmed, angry, bitter, pissed off, ticked off. No situation have no power over you to exercise 
anything outside of what you want to walk into. The distraction is not in any person, place, or thing. Because it cannot overtake you. That word distraction is a distraction. Don't be afraid of an encounter. Don't be afraid of a suddenly. Don't be afraid of an opportunity. Don't be afraid to accelerate. Don't be afraid to achieve. Don't be afraid to persevere. Don't be afraid to know it's going to show up. Don't be afraid to know that it can't show out. Don't be afraid because God already on the scene. Don't be afraid so God already showing out. Don't be afraid because God is in control. Don't be afraid because God is the highest. Don't be afraid as if God doesn't know what's going to happen before you even see a thing. Don't be afraid of not knowing what's in the blanks. Don't be afraid not to lean to your own understanding, but embrace the understanding that comes with the wisdom and knowledge to understand. You don't have to understand and that is our understanding don't be afraid of that reality don't be afraid of things that are not normal don't be afraid of things that are not familiar don't be afraid don't be afraid of failure don't be afraid of success just keep your eyes on your prize and your prize is your lord Don't keep your eyes on any person, place, or thing. Just keep your eyes on your prize. Because everything else can come in a disguise. There are good distractions and bad distractions. But the key word is distract. You don't want to embrace a distract. They doing, you know, a lot of building in the next building. You may hear construction. It's all good. It's all a part of an upgrade. The word distraction itself is a distraction. To think about a distraction is a distraction. To focus on distraction is a distraction. To have that at the forefront of your mind is a distraction. It is a distraction. If I keep thinking about distractions, if I keep talking about distractions, I'm going to walk in distractions. Guess what? There are no distractions in the kingdom. There are no distractions in the spirit realm. There are no distractions in my purpose. There are no distractions in your purpose. There are no distractions in the forefront of my mind because we're not even thinking about distractions, even though they are on every side because a distraction is a problem. And God said there's trouble on every side, but yet. So, Take that word distraction and lay it at your feet, right with the enemy. Because you've been given all power, not some power, not most power. You've been given all power over the enemy, which is a major distraction. I don't want you to see this word distraction and misuse it, rethink it and overthink it and too much going on now. I'm feeling like everything I do is a distraction, but everything you do is not a distraction because everything you do is according to the word of God. Everything you do is already set to happen with you because you are the living word of God. Everything you walk in like the word said, my steps are ordered. They're not ordered in the order of a distraction.
Distractions hurt. Just like a contraction. So don't look at the word distraction and see any person, place, or thing. You see that word distraction and you see yourself. Where do you see yourself regarding that word? Is it in you or is it under you? Now keep it under you and keep it moving and keep your eyes on your prize. Your Lord, your personal savior. Keep your eyes ahead. Keep your thoughts ahead. Keep your ways ahead because you're going somewhere. See, it's so easy to be caught up in a snare. Because if I'm so happen to keep talking about it, keep talking about fasting, I'm going to lose sight of me just giving that deed over to God. Because now I'm thinking about what I cannot or can. So I'm thinking about what is limited for me to eat, what is limited for me to drink, what is limited to me to have far as in a recipe and ingredient when I can just look up and give it over to God and begin the process of why I decided to give that act of love as a sacrifice over to him in the first place we can't afford to add something else that need to be taken away we can't afford to multiply what God is trying to take away he's trying to make it yoke easy and burden light but if I think about certain words, then these going to come up. Then they're going to become a demonstration because a deed is a demonstration. If I think about it, you think about it long enough, we're going to walk in it. We're going to walk around with our heads low so having our heads up high. The word says he's a lifter of our head. So don't take every word that God is saying and putting it in a natural sense where you can physically hear, see, say, touch, and smell. His words for his reality. And it transformed to this reality. So keep your eyes ahead. Stop overthinking so much. Sometimes we want things so bad and want it to happen so well and make sure that we don't miss it. I got to make sure that I get it because I wanted it last year. I wanted it year before last. And I'm making sure it don't walk past me, skip past me, hop past me, drive past me this year. I got to make sure I walk in it because I know that I really want it. But a part of me said maybe it may not. But if it may not, I'm still going to keep my faith in God. I'm not going to walk away. I'm not going to faith not because I'm not going to go weary and will do it just in case it does not happen for me. That is also a distraction way of thinking. Anytime you say just in case, that's saying I have a plan B. Woo. Be careful when it comes to goal setting. Is this what I want or that's what God said to me? And be careful with the vision and dreams. Are these God dreams or these Satan dreams for me? Be careful with your wants. Are these his wants or this is what I want for me? Come on, come on, come on. To eliminate all of that is to say, you know what, Father, thy will be done. Christ never complicated anything 
regarding a communication with him and his father. Father, thy will be done. Father, now was the time. Father, nevertheless. Father, I thank you. Father, for you always hear me when I pray. Father. Sometimes we're sweating blood trying to make faith work. We have to work our faith. Everybody trying to be better than where they were. But the thing is, you got to think better to see better, to hear better, to speak better, to know better and become better. Take the weight off your back. You are too blessed for that. You are blessed, he said, in the city. You are blessed in the field. That means you are blessed everywhere you go. That means you are blessed on holy ground. You are blessed wherever you go. Because wherever you go, he follow. So what are you trying to work Now everybody talk about distractions in the sense of being distracted. Keep talking about distraction is a distraction. Now we teach about distraction and we preach about distraction, but it's not for someone to embrace every second as if it is a distraction. When you're pushing out a vision, when you're pushing out a dream, when you're pushing out the truth, when you're pushing out heaven's reality, when you're pushing out miracles, when you're pushing out signs, when you're pushing out wonders, when you're pushing out gems, when you're pushing out blessings. You pushing out because of the grace. You pushing out because of the mercy. You pushing out because of the glory. You pushing out because of the anointing. You pushing out. You pushing it out. You pushing it out. Nobody be pregnant longer than ten months. If you don't take care of that baby, you're going to abort the pregnancy or you may miscarry. Same goes for a vision. But father, I want, but father, I want this and I want that. It's never father, whatever you say. Mary said, be it unto me. Can we say that? Be it unto me. You know what that means? Whatever you want, whatever you say, whatever you written, whatever you see that you said that you saw and you said and you saw due to what you see because of your thought and you said it is good. That's what it means. It means it is finished. He's not going to go back and open a book and say, okay, well, let me add this in. Take this out. It's done. He don't make no mistakes. The mistake that we make is keep thinking and coming at him incorrectly as if he has to change something. Like he has to change his mind. We don't think the way we think in order to have to change his mind. He don't have to renew his mind. He don't have to renew his thoughts. He don't have to renew his strength. He don't become weak. When we are weak, not him, his strength is made perfect, not ours. Come on, Holy Ghost. 
Don't get caught up thinking about the word too much that you become a distraction. If I think about pain all day because I go, I'm hurting or I'm going to be hurting. Those words come from a place of hurt because pain doesn't feel good. So what I got to do, God? What I got to do, okay? What I got to do to get make sure this going to happen for me? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. What I got to do? What I got to do? Because I want it, I want it. Now, everybody has been so open about what they want. So open about what they want. Instead of just saying, Father, thy will be done. Gotta rest. Rest means it's already official. Rest means I don't have to worry. Rest me, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Rest me, I'm not gonna move. Rest me no matter what you say. Rest me no matter what you do. How can I tell you or teach you about what God putting in me regarding the word distraction and yet I'm distracted? Take that word and throw it under your feet. God said, cast everything at his. You understand? That's a care. Because when we distracted, we like, tag. I, like, I didn't even see that coming. Ain't that something? Nothing but the devil trying to rob me. And whole time, he can never even stop you or me. Only you can stop you and only I can stop me. Nobody on this planet could get in my way if I'm moving forward with God and his plan and will. Same goes for you. I don't care if it's 10 buses in the way. I have another vision in front of me that nothing can ever erase it. Nothing can ever replace it. Come on. Don't grow weary. Grow up. And to grow up is to stay low. Isn't that amazing? So remain childlike as an adult. Eat the solid food and thank God that you not on milk. And thank God that you did go through a process of drinking milk. And welcome those who are on milk. I can't give you solid food if you are milk. I can't give you milk if you are solid food. He used all these illustrations that are childlike. He illustrated what breakthrough looks like, what manifestation looks like. It's like a woman giving birth and you know the pain and all the yearning groaning because of those contractions that keep coming back to back to back to back to back to back to back. But once you're ready to push that baby out. Oh, I see the head. Oh, I see manifestation. Oh, I see the promise. Oh, I see the miracle. Oh, I see a sign. Oh, I see a simple. Oh, 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 oh. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. They're going to show us. It's happening. They're going to baby crying. It's out. It's out. I endured. I endured the promise. We have to endure every promise. There's a birth for every promise because there's a process to every promise. The end of every process is a birth and a birth is a reward. 
Just like a mother when she hold her child. Even though it hurt it, she may got stitched up and may had a C-section or cesarean, which they call it. Don't know what she been through to get there. But she's there. She's there. He's there. God's there. There goes manifestation right in your face. You mean to tell me something as little as an opportunity to get me off course, go and rob me because I allow it to, then to see my manifestation and me reap my reward after all I done been through? It's like I got pregnated. Okay. Conception taking place. Okay. I'm currying. I'm currying. Going through all the persecution. Going through the preparation. Going through the persevering. Going through the praying. Going through the fasting. Going through the impartation. Going through the edification. Going through, you understand, justification. Going through all of that to say, hold up when it's time to push. Come on, so You got to see that birthing process do. You got to see that through. You got to see that do, and you got to see that through. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because we all have a due date. We all have a due date. You don't want to prolong your date. That's like a mother being pregnant for like 12, 13 months. Wait a second. Hold up. This kid got to come. This kid got to get out. Now imagine carrying a five-year-old kid inside. Woo! That's what most of our visions look like. It been in too long. It got to come out. It got to come out. The devil know what to say. He know who to bring to cause you and I to look somewhere. And we thinking about distractions. So we so focused on not trying to become distracted. That I mean distracted. That we became distracted. And we became our own distraction. A distraction is an interruption. Keep looking forward. Keep looking forward. Keep looking forward. Keep looking forward. We want something so much that we're just trying to work it to happen. Trying to overthink it to manifest. If I group up everybody and everybody believe with me, then, you know, maybe, do you know, in the word it says, when two or three are gathered, there I am. You know why he said that? Because he wanted us to link up. Because it doesn't mean if I'm by myself, he's not there. Ooh, because he said, I would never leave, neither will I ever forsake you. So he's always here. But when he said, when two or three are gathered, there I am in a mist, that means it's so much more when you come together. But don't think that you're going to be robbed because you're by yourself during a specific day, time, place, whatever. Because honestly, you and I are never alone. See, we take what he's saying figurative and we take that to be literal. And then we take what is literal and we make that to be figurative or fable. And it's incorrect every time. That's why Solomon said, you know what I just want? I just want to understand it. Is that okay with you, God? 
I just want to understand. I want to understand how to do this thing. I want to understand how to do this. Like I said earlier, when it came to Joseph's testimony, you want to know a mystery about it that caused him to really, you know, deny his flesh? It wasn't because of Jacob, because he risked his father's life just because he was still angry. Because Reuben, Judah, and Simeon, and Levi said to him, we can't risk our father's health. He's going to die. He's so sad and still about our brother. We can't afford to allow another one from, you know, Rachel, something to happen to him. So we can't, we don't want to risk our brother. You think Joseph said, okay, well, don't bring him. Go get him. Mm -mm. Come on, go get him. After they said all of that, our father, and he knew right then and there that they changed because they didn't care about Rachel's kids. Because they were treated better. But he saw right there that they changed. It should have to take them to say, you know what, take me instead. No, he already knew he was changed. They were changed because their response was, no, our father it's going to kill him. And they even talking about him in his face because we have lost another brother. And we don't, and he, they know who he, he know. No, they don't, excuse me, but he know who they're talking about. Somebody talking about you being lost, you being dead, and you right there in their face and still didn't say nothing. There's an opportunity right there, but Joseph didn't want to take it. Nope. I'm not caving in that fast. Go get Benjamin. And they went to go get him. You can imagine Jacob process. You know how long that trip is on feet? I don't care, in chariots, <laughs> on donkeys. It doesn't matter. It's still not a vehicle, an airplane that we have today. That's a long trip. And he said, I don't care about all that. Go get them. Even if it take Jacob to die, go get him. Even if it cause him his health. That's pretty much what Joseph was saying. Go get him. And yet this is... A 17-year-old who turned to a 30-something-year-old man, 33-I-think-year-old man, who went from caring and loving his dad, honoring his dad, to now saying, you know what? I don't even care if he do die. Now, not saying he don't love his father, but you know what? He risked his father's life. Still, go get Benjamin. Why didn't Joseph go? Why didn't he just say something and go then? Or why did he just go without even saying anything? I'll go show me where he is. He still wanted to operate under a distraction. So it took Joseph to receive a different revelation in order for him not to miss his birthday. And that means the day he gave birth to the manifestation of receiving his family and reuniting and receiving the restoration that comes with the promise. That vision had to come out. And you know how it came out? It wasn't because of Jacob. It was because of Rachel. I'm not going to do this for anybody but my mother. Because my mother have raised me to be a fine teenager, a fine young man. I wasn't an adult yet, but, you know, 
I was old enough to know right from wrong. And my mother, Rachel, loved me so much because she always prayed to have me and she given birth to me and she never told me to be mean. She never taught me to walk in unforgiveness. My mother never taught me, even though she didn't get a chance to raise Benjamin. So I got to chill out. I can't be acting like a butt. I can't be acting like a brat. I can't be acting like a victim. I can't be acting like a destroyer. I can't be acting like the trouble on every side. I can't act like sin. So I got to think about my mother. We don't know all that what Joseph went through in that prison. Why no one come look for me? If my father thought I was, why didn't he come and look? Why no one came? My brothers know where I am. No one came and visit. No one came and apologized. They sold me and they took me. They didn't even go and ask what happened to me. Even though I ended up in Egypt, it wasn't so far from me where I was being sold from. Canon. So why didn't they come? Why didn't they look? They just left me like that. See, he don't know about the animal's blood on the coat, lying about him being dead. They just know, he just know, excuse me, that they sold him. So why didn't they change their mind about being evil towards me and come and get me? What about my father? Is he okay about me being gone this long? He had bitter about everybody. He even had bitter about Benjamin. Because he put the cup in his bag. He had it put in his bag. Nobody but Benjamin. Now you know that boy didn't do that. All of that going around because of the distraction. And the guard like, you know, I know that he didn't do it because Joseph told me to put it in there. But Joseph never act like this. So it took, it took Joseph whoo, to look at his wife. And think about his mother. He thought about his father and his uncle Esau. Because he had two twins, Ephraim and Manasseh. So I have to think about my family, you know, genealogy before me. Looking at my twins look like my father and my uncle. But mine's are identical. My father and my uncle are fraternal, but they still born at the, you know, during the same time of the birth being done. Whether a minute apart, two minutes, doesn't matter. The same day. So it's going to take something higher than my dad to cause me to break. And that is the face of my mother, Rachel, because she didn't raise me that way. You know, when you always ask God for something, because it's in you to ask what he says. Sometimes God would counsel us just to ask, just so he can do it. You know, you got to realize Rachel went through a lot because of her sister being jealous. You can tell she was because the Bible says Rachel was the beautiful one. But they didn't look that much of a difference with a veil over her face because that was what she traditionally had to wear at the ceremony. She had to cover her face and walk beside Jacob 
as if she was Rachel because Jacob didn't know he was marrying the wrong one. So Leah wasn't taller than Rachel. She wasn't fatter than Rachel. She looked similar to Rachel, but the face just was different. You know, our sisters can resemble so much hair, weight, Skin color, but it used to be something different. Maybe your face just wider. Or maybe your nose just sharper. Or... Because he slept with her that evening. It took him to see daylight to know, oh, you're not her. And Rachel couldn't say anything the entire ceremony, which she was a part of. She had to attend. That's the tradition. Attending your wedding, but you're not the bride. Isn't that messed up? Just like Saul did David. If you kill this Philistine, you can have my daughter, which is my eldest daughter, because the oldest one you're supposed to have first. Come on, come on. Your family will not have to pay taxes and you get to work for me, get a hookup, a whole 100% upgrade. <laughs> and he lied. Playing all those games. Talking about, okay, well, if you kill 100 Philistines and bring me back 100 pieces of foreskin, then you can have my daughter. He bought back 200 pieces. Don't play with, don't play with David. And they really started liking him then. And Saul really got jealous then. And David was like, I'm not good enough for your daughter, even though I did kill and you did promise, but you know, I'm not even from that part of town. I'm not a rich man. My family, not this and that, you know, I can't, how I look marrying the king's daughter. So the king said, well, talk him into it because he thought if you marry my daughter, I could really send you in battle and you will be married by the Philistines or Philistine. So what happened with that was they talked him into it, but he didn't get the eldest daughter. He given him the youngest daughter. And didn't had her to marry somebody else. And as soon as when Saul died, his other son died. Not the two, the, the, the one, the last one. I forgot his name. It started with a J. <laughs> Yeah, Ishbosheth, excuse me, Ishbosheth. Um, same thing. He lied. And then David went to go get his wife back. Same thing happened to Rachel. Her father lied. You can imagine what her life was like. Now he got to work another set of years to get the woman that he really wanted. 
and still conceiving with the one he never did, but married to her. So, hey, it's the tradition. And so she received her promise and her baby. Eventually, what type of mother you think she was? Anytime we really want something that God promised us and it come to pass, you think we're going to neglect that? All that she went through to receive her baby, you think she's going to neglect Joseph? It took Joseph to think about Rachel. I can't disappoint my mother. She didn't raise me that way. Let me go and forgive my brothers. Let me let go of this distraction. Don't think about a distraction because you're going to become distracted. Because the word distraction is a distraction. It's an action word. It does something. Hallelujah. So when you hear the words being preached about distraction and the power of God and manifestation of the glory of God upon your life, your promises, I want you not to get caught up when it comes to writing down what you want. When it comes to vision boards and goal setting, never write down what you want. Never put a picture that God never given you. Because if we're not careful, we're going to ask God to do what he didn't say. So we're going to paint a different picture than the vision he already have positioned before us. So what we need to do is just say, Father, nevertheless, not mine, but thy will be done. Because we don't want God to go around and point out the things that he did not say that we're actually walking in that we don't want to give up for real, for real, many of us. That's why many of us are afraid to ask, is this you? Because if you do say yes, then I don't want to go through a process of me letting it go. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. So just enjoy your journey with God. Enjoy the reason why you said yes. We didn't say yes to toil. We didn't say yes to overthink. We didn't say yes to take care of ourselves. We didn't say yes to, you understand, know that he is the highest, know that he is our provider, know that he is our victory, know that he is our way maker, our refuge, our father, our friend. But don't trust him fully. Many of us have trust issues with God. And this is how we know we have a trust issue when it comes to the things that we really care about. We cannot, you understand, endure the process of allowing him to show us how to really take care and treat the things less than we treat people. Ooh. Mm. He's trying to show us what to do, how to do, because of you are you-know-who. A child of you-know-who. Hallelujah. So just chill. Just chill. God say, title this episode, just chill. Don't overdo it. Because he already done it. <laughs> just chill. He written down everything. So if I know that he written down everything concerning me, his entire plan is for my entire everything, then why am I asking him to do things for me? 
Why don't I just settle with that? That being because I'm either not in agreement on what I don't know, or I feel as though I'm going to live off what I can physically see, hear, and understand. It's a trust issue, which is a distraction. So don't be distracted. Hallelujah. Don't think about nothing but perseverance, endurance, you know, breakthrough, manifestation, great times ahead, season, time, harvest, miracle, signs, wonder, and down to the beginning, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, heaven on earth, on earth as it is in heaven, him opening up the windows, pouring you out a blessing, bless going in and bless going out. As for you and your house, you know that you shall to prosper in all that you do. The greater one is on the inside of you. You can break it up as I'm saying it. It is what it is. Think about that. Think about the things that are above. Think about the things that are above. Think about everything that is above. Hallelujah. We want things so much that we just, our minds keep going, our hearts keep going. Just rest and know that it's happening for you. What can you do to have God to do what he say belong to you? Nothing but wait. <laughs> We're thinking if I do this, it's going to hurry. If I say this, it's oh, this is really going to get God to move. He's already moving in your life regarding his move he already made. You just walking out what he already done. We have to really settle with that. If we don't, we are distracted. If I don't bear fruit, I'm distracted. If I speak indirectly, I'm distracted. If I take sides and I stay on the Lord's side, I'm distracted. If I'm not seeing correctly, hearing correctly, perceiving correctly, I'm distracted. If I'm upset, I'm distracted. If I'm saying what he didn't say, I became distracted. If I'm talking about distractions long enough, I'm going to be distracted. No one can stop you but you. If God's move was according to other people, we would never see it through. Because there will always be someone who would do something to cause you and not to miss the promise. That's why it's not based and built upon our move. It's based and built upon how he already moved. So all we have to do is settle with his move. No one can stop you and not from pursuing that, perceiving that, receiving that, believing that, but us. But us. You can't stop my manifestation. Only I can. I'm the one pregnant spiritually with this vision. 
You can't do nothing to my vision. I can't do nothing to yours. But watch me give birth to it and I'll watch you give birth to yours. Hallelujah. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. I love you, love you, love you. Enjoy this beautiful evening and stay dry for those who are in the rainy parts of the earth and those who are in the dried hot places, stay cool. Those who in, you understand, wherever you are, just stay, stay comfortable, okay? You know, be safe. Traveling mercies. Hallelujah. I love you. I'm about to name it all. I love you guys so much.